0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony Katz today over the last few minutes a series of stories have landed on my desk stories involving whether or not Hamas was involved in murdering Gazans. As the report goes, Gazan sharing this footage appears to show a group of residents gunned down by Hamas police as they tried to flee south because Israel has said, you better evacuate, we're coming. Because Israel lets you know what it's about to do. But Hamas doesn't want people to flee. They want the people of Gaza to be dead because it's better for their cause. So these people are fleeing and Hamas didn't want them to flee so they killed them in the streets. That's the first reporting. While I follow that story, I follow a story about the vote On the $14.3 billion in aid to Israel that was passed by the House of Representatives yesterday, where a series of Democrats voted with it, Congressman Thomas Massey, Kentucky, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia voted against it. This money will come out of IRS funding instead of new spending. As is reported notably uh, raw emotion on display among some of the House's Jewish members who seem genuinely furious at Johnson's tactics on an issue they see as deeply intimate. Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida, Greg Lansman of Ohio, left the chamber's floor crying, quote, if you're not going to take this seriously, if you're going to play politics or something like this, what does that mean for the rest of this Congress? Well, I guess I'm going to have to address that. But I can't address anything until I tell the story of a Jordanian national arrested in Houston who was planning on attacking Jews. A 20-year-old had been studying how to build bombs and posted about his support for killing Jews, according to federal officials, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, telling the Senate Homeland Security Committee, He has viewed specific and detailed content posted by radical organizations on the internet, including lessons on how to construct bombs or explosive devices. Allow me. These are three things in terms of, I knew about the the vote, uh, but in terms of uh, some of the response from from Jewish members, uh, this conversation regarding um, the the planned uh, attack from this Jordanian. Let me take a moment just to break some of this down Uh, the best way that I can. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Because none of this has to do with the fighting going on in Israel against the terrorist organization Hamas. We know uh, that uh, Israel has surrounded Gaza City, We know that they're going to flood every tunnel, destroy every piece of infrastructure, that the northern sections of Gaza could very well be completely razed, R-A-Z-E-D, and the earth salted, so nothing grows again. My God, it could all be rebuilt by Israel and they'll, they'll start selling condos. I don't know. What I do know is that it's very obvious that people who call for a humanitarian pause or a ceasefire are both saying we support Hamas. And that includes the president of the United States, Joe Biden, and his vice presidential bigot, Kamala Harris. I said it. I meant it. I'll prove it. But let's start with the crying. Not taking this seriously. What exactly was not taken seriously? What a statement from politicos in the United States who want to use whatever identifying characteristic to prove that they are more moral and more just. If you tell me that the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is a man who uh, says, pick up a Bible to understand my worldview, I will tell you that that does not hit well on my ears. That makes me go, okay, I'm going to keep an eye. It's true. It's true. Do I think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. But when I hear that, I do say, okay, show me what that means. I do not take it as, oh. Now I will also admit to you, when you tell me you're a democratic socialist, I don't trust any part of you. I don't trust anything you say, I don't trust anything you do, you commie loving freak who absolutely supports Jew hatred and the hatred of anybody who doesn't agree with you. I don't feel that way about Mike Johnson or anybody says who says the Bible informs their worldview. I take a step and I say, show me what that means. Communists, I say, you're just awful. And the Democratic Socialists of America are awful, terrible, disgusting, despicable people. Never mind Jew haters. They're you haters. They're the worst. Like Antifa, they're the worst. And, in, and I know some of them are listening. So we're clear. So we understand each other. I think you're garbage. Your policies, your theories, your ideas, your philosophies, your attitude, and your willingness to condone hate and support it. My God, why in the world would we think you should have a seat at the table? Stick to the fringes where you belong. They're really not the fringes right now, which is a big problem that we have. But let's get back to the crying. First, I think it uh, reprehensible that members, Jewish or otherwise, would say to Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, well, see, the problem is you're a Christian. See, I don't think it's a problem. When you tell me that the Bible forms your worldview, I'm like, okay, show me. Show me how that works out, how that plays out. But a problem? No, not a problem. Christo fascist? Stop it! How disgusting and repugnant! But enough about Genzaki. We are right now all in this conversation because of the Islamo fascists. See, if you say Islamo fascist, you're Islamophobic. But if you say Christo fascist, you get a job on MSNBC. You see how that works? If you tell me the Bible informs your worldview, I go, show me. If you tell me the Quran forms your worldview, well, now we've got a conversation. Do you mean you studied the Quran or do you mean Sharia? Which one do you mean? Which one do you mean? Which one do you mean? mean? Now, you understand that what I have just stated is some of the most dangerous stuff you can state on radio. Guy can lose his job for asking a question about what is meant by it. But you'll note that by stating it, I'm proving the point. No one of these members of Congress would ever say, oh my gosh, the Quran forms his worldview. We can't trust that right there. They wouldn't say it. They'd be too scared to say it. I believe our situation requires complete and total honesty. And that's exactly what I'm delivering. Why in the world would you cry that $14.3 billion came out of funding for the IRS and went to Israel? Why would you cry? Why do you think that that is playing politics? That is not playing politics. You believe Israel should be supported. And here is the support for Israel. Now what? What? It had to come from fresh spending. It has to come from spending tied to Ukraine. It has to come from this or that or the other, your approved level of spending. Let me ask the question differently, uh, Democrats in the House, specifically Jewish Democrats in the House. Who the hell are you to think you get to decide? Who the hell are you? It can only have support can only happen your way. Sit down. You're in the minority for a reason. And my hope is you stay there. You be thankful that that speaker who utilizes the Bible to inform his worldview thinks enough of Israel to make this happen. Because if Rashida Tlaib was the speaker of the house, Israel would be gone. There would be no help. There would be no hope. There would be no chance. And you're upset with Mike Johnson Because he happens to read a Bible? My answer is, show me. You know what Speaker Johnson showed me? Israel matters. Democracy matters. Showing support and actually providing support matters. That's what his worldview just showed me. And you know what I say? Okay. I get an idea of who you are. Let's see what you do next. The world is better off because Mike Johnson is Speaker of the House, and the world is better off that Rashida Tlaib isn't. And your world, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and your world, Greg Landsman, is better off because it's Mike Johnson and not Rashida Tlaib. That bigoted, Jew hating member of Congress that you refuse to condemn. That's what I think of your tears. That's what I think of your nonsense. The two of you, along with the rest of the Fakakta Madness people in the Democratic Party, should sit down and be quiet and thank the Lord above. Praise to Hashem that Mike Johnson is there. That the Republicans were there. But let's move over to Houston. Let's move over to Houston where we've got this Jordanian national... Pictures of this guy with weapons, this guy who made direct references in social media posts about an event in Houston for the Jewish community, who wanted to create an attack on Jews, who is behind bars on charges of unlawful possession of a firearm by someone with a non-immigrant visa the judge, uh, U.S. Magistrate Judge Brian uh, Christina Bryan, ruled that he should remain detained pending trial. Well, I don't know if deporting the guy is the right thing to do, but I will tell you the first thing that should happen is that we should put an end to non-immigrant visas from specific countries right now, put people back on planes, and send them home. Right now, and send them home. I'm sorry, are we debating? Oh, Tony, that's xenophobic. This guy wants to kill my mother. Next question. You can take your xenophobia response and shove it, shove it deep. I don't know. Maybe do some stretches first. But I'm not paying any attention to that. He wants to kill my mom. He wants to kill my kids. You ask? Why I carry a firearm, I ask, what Jew out there doesn't? And then I ask, Jew, what American doesn't? Look who we're letting into the country. Every argument the political left has made over the years about decency and goodness None of it is real. And all of it will lead you to a place of living a weaker life, living a more dangerous life, living a worse life. Every single position. And they lament the fact that it doesn't go their way. Your way is terrible. If if, if Debbie Wasserman Schultz doesn't understand, I'll say it again. If funding for Israel went the way of the Democrats there would be no funding for Israel and if protecting oneself went the way of the Democrats there would already be hundreds if not thousands of dead Jews in the streets why is anybody denying the facts as they're presented why why Everything the political left has tried to engage for decades has been shown not to work. It has been the opposite. As Evans it explains in the kindergarten of Eden, 180 degrees opposed to the truth and to decency and to morality. They accuse you of what they are doing. Their policies do not bring a better society, but endanger society. I have come for the fight, but it's not like I had to even do any work to fight it. All I had to do was sit down at my microphone and in doing some of the last minute checking for the show, come across these stories and say, oh, oh, this is what you're all about. Oh, this is the proof of how you fail. This is the proof of how your so-called goodness brings no good. This is the proof, again and again and again. There's a video being shared on social media where you've got um, in Paris, Kids screaming, blank the Jews. We are Nazis and proud. Blank the Jews and blank your mother. Long live Palestine. We are Nazis and proud. They shout in French. Homes, tagged with uh, Stars of David. Like a stencil and they spray painted it. So you know where the Jews live. Well, this is a conversation about failures within immigration policy uh, in, in, in Europe. Everything they say that is good and decent turns out to be not so. Every time they say we know better, it turns out that they don't. And they won't even admit when they're wrong. All I did today was point it out. Who you vote for matters. And... To Jews and really to anybody who's voting for the left who believes in decency, it's time to grow up. Your party hates you. Oh, and they certainly hate others. For the people who don't understand to get armed, buy guns, buy ammo, and get trained. And remove all the visas and throw many people out of the country. And to the people who want to scream that me, Tony Katz, that I'm a a Nazi... No, no, no. Uh, The Nazis are on the subways in Paris because you forgot that the world always is what it is. And your so-called elitism doesn't make it better. Stepping away from reality never makes anything better. I'm Tony Katz. The 10-year Treasury note is off its highs, and this way connects with how the jobs numbers came out. We will discuss that in a little bit. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, scheduled to join us. But 4.506, considering that we were over 5% just a couple weeks ago. This means that the 30-year fixed mortgage is down, which could mean a little bit of more activity. Well, there's zero activity right now, so uh, a bit more activity or activity at all uh, in people getting mortgages and maybe some houses getting sold. Right now, their average 30-year fixed mortgage is 7.94%, down 10 basis points over the last Seven days. A tenth of a percent. This is a better trend. But I don't know if at 7.9 we're going to see a lot of movement in home purchasing. Now, you bring it down to 7.5, maybe someone's going to feel like lock it in. I forget that sometimes... It takes a little time for the change in one place to translate to the change in the other place. But this 8% mortgage rate has stopped real estate in its tracks. Maybe this heading down of the 10-year treasury can lead to some opportunity in housing. I don't know if it'll create more inventory, but it might move the inventory that's out there. Because anecdotally, I do see price decreases. There is a phrase, a theory, a philosophy about demographics and destiny. This applies to China. This has always applied to Russia. But I think they're both too late to the party. That story is coming up. This is Tony Katz today. The whole theory of demographics is destiny. I'm not sure who said that first, because it's, it's this very... It, 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 it's almost fatalist. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. If you check out uh, the Thomas Jefferson Institute for Public Policy, they'll tell you that the phrase... Demography is destiny. Became popular in a book called *The Real Majority* by uh, Rich Scammon and Ben Wattenberg. This was uh, in 1970. They argued that the Democratic Party had to pay attention to the demo- to the demographics of the rising middle class, and that. That entire theory echoed that of a Republican by the name of Kevin Phillips, who had written the emerging Republican, the emerging Republican majority. Whether you agree or disagree with, that's where the the theory came from. The theory comes from the idea that you have to have the votes to win. But if you look at it from from a, I think a a larger viewpoint, more, more 30,000 foot. A nation cannot be a nation without a population. Can't, cannot work. Russia, we know, has long suffered from a lack of population. They don't have the ability to import Russians. They have to go about making Russians. Vladimir Putin, a few years ago, talked about people coming back home and making babies. One must have a population in order for one to survive. They are not the United States. You can become an American just by believing in the idea as opposed to too much of what we allow now, which is a bastardization of the idea uh, in toto. Well, one of the countries that clearly has a population issue is China. China does not have an excellent uh, look into the future regarding population. If you speak to certain people, they will tell you that China's population is going to decline and is going to decline aggressively i can take you back to a pew poll in uh 2022 key facts about china's declining population china has had the largest population in the world since 1950 but now is projected to begin an absolute decline in population to begin when as early as 2023 which is to say considering this was the poll was taken in 2022 they are a population in decline. Remember, their population, 1.426 billion. by 2050, which is 27 years from now so we think of 27 years as a long time that's a blip. By 2050, that population will be 1.313 billion. That's a loss of 113 million people. That's something. By 2100, they will be low, be below 800 million people. Wait a second. Wait a second, Tony. Hold on a second. 2100. First of all, that sounds so futuristic. I don't know what to do. I think Hal has to open the pod bay doors. Like, that's how future creepy it is. But 2100, it's... 2023 you're you're talking about in 77 years in 77 years China is going to lose over 600 million people yes that's what the numbers show why how well it's pretty easy when you have a couple of decades of a one uh, uh, child policy and then you drown the girls doesn't tend to uh, make for um, more children I mean don't get me wrong they told a bunch of the Chinese boys you're girls now but yet somehow they didn't make babies we don't know how that happened because if you tell somebody they're a girl and not a boy clearly they're a girl hold on wait this just in That is not the way it works at all. Ah, it's not the way it works at all. I apologize. My mistake. They murdered the girls. They drowned them in the rivers. They told everybody you can only have one kid. Demographics is destiny. And China doesn't have them. President Xi Jinping stating that China's women must start a new trend of family. Published in the state news agency earlier this week, the role of women had been part of the discussion with the new leadership team of the All-China Women's Federation. Oh, y- y- you mean communists who are told, um, you're going to tell uh, the ladies out there to get their freak on. According to Xi Jinping, doing a good job in women's work is not only related to women's own development, but also related to, quote, family harmony, social harmony, national development, and national progress. And it is necessary to, and I quote, actively cultivate a new culture of marriage and childbearing and strengthen guidance on young people's view on marriage, childbirth, and family. Now, I don't know how many people need to hear this, because this is pretty horrible how I'm about to get into this. This is four seconds away from state-sanctioned rape. You know, ladies, for the good of the team, you think the Republican Party is Handmaid's Tale? (laughs) Meet Xi Jinping. He only looks like Winnie the Pooh, but the guy is actually a vicious bear. they know it and china has known for years that they are looking down a barrel of a population gun and they can't make it work because you allowed china to have a taste of the west without giving them the western freedoms Remember, when other nations pulled away from communism, China said the answer is more communism. The answer is not less control, it's more control. The answer is not less authoritarianism, it's more authoritarianism. And so guys like myself, who through the 90s, really and truly believed that you could build out a relationship with China and more westernized China, they didn't see it that way. That policy was wrong. I was I didn't understand the depths to which the communism not only took hold, but the need for power as opposed to people would so overwhelm and that shell could not be cracked. It cannot be cracked. If we haven't learned that lesson by now, we haven't learned that lesson. Without a population, one cannot thrive. Some take a look at what... Vladimir Putin is doing with Ukraine and the fact that there are these uh, ethnic Russians throughout the Donbass region and this is a way to bring them back into the fold to further opportunities, uh, Russia's opportunities for survival but you're basing this on claim even though there are a lot of people who are ethnically Russian and certainly have uh, Russian uh, feelings and leanings, you're relying on on a weird, weird twist of history, in order to have that be your be a rational case for an invasion. Demographics is not on their side; it's not on China's side. But when I read that that China wants this. Never mind that they refer to it as women's work. I cannot wait to see American feminists uh, talk about this. So, uh, in in the United States, uh, a guy might say to a female secretary, my father uses this line all the time if you said to a female secretary, hey, hun, could you get me a cup of coffee? That's a firing offense. China is going to tell the women to line up and get pregnant. You know, they'll be silent on that. That's coming. That is coming. Now, in the United States, we have our own issues. Now, we have the capacity, of course, to create Americans just by saying, welcome to America. U.S. infant mortality, according to UPI, is up 3%. It's the biggest increase in 20 years, according to the CDC. There were over 20,000 infant deaths in 2022. It's the first year-over-year increase since 2001 to 2002. Black infant mortality is 10.86 per 1,000 births. Oh, that's twisted. In in the state of Indiana, it, it actually does come up from time to time, this 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 situation regarding infant mortality and, and some of the issues in the state. And, of course, uh, the political left wants to make it political. You see, the Republicans, they don't do this, and they don't do that, and they don't do others. I would think that what we would want are policies and procedures that let kids live. No one can be okay with these numbers. No one. White infant deaths were up 4% to 4.52 per 1,000 births. And what people would say is the difference between white and black, that is an income conversation. And that's why we need to do X, we need to do Y. Well, let's talk about X and YR. Let's recognize that we need these numbers to come down. Let's also recognize uh, that there's also a personal responsibility conversation involved and a personal ethic conversation involved. There's an education component to this. Let's not lie to each other. Let's say we're not okay with these numbers. But while these numbers are, they're terrible, by the way, they're, they're, they're terrible. I don't know how else to describe it. They're awful. It is not indicative of a population collapse. Our nation is different. But in 77 years, China is going to be half the country. It was still be more people than us. Oh, that's true. But half the country, how does it now support all the infrastructure it's built? How does it now support all the people that they have? What happens over these next 20 years as an aged population in China, which has been told they're going to get this and get that and gets the other, Turns out, doesn't have a workforce underneath them to be able to provide all of those things, all of those services, all those opportunities that better life promised by the Politburo, promised by Xi Jinping. It's not that the population just goes to less than half. Is that it gets it, the issue is that it gets ugly along the way. Uglier and uglier. You want to know why China steals technology? You want to know why China is desperate to bring Taiwan back into the fold? You want to understand why China is trying to build hegemony in in, in the South Pacific? You want to get an understanding of why China is trying to destroy us? It must do what it can to have positions of power and influence as they go through this so that they may survive this. As a power. This is what's going on in the world. These are some of the big think pieces happening. And you better believe that they have an effect on us. I think one of the things we should be thinking about in Big Think is they're going to lose 600 million in population plus and they possibly won't be a superpower that has the ability to threaten uh, any more uh, through, through their communist hellscape? How do we help that along? I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz today. Investors have occupied the office of Senator Bernie Sanders, calling on him to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Senator Sanders, they're holding signs, and they read, Hashtag Stop Arming Israel and cease-fire now. Oh, you've never seen so many privileged white kids in your whole life. You, you've, you've, you've never witnessed it. Oh, half of them look like children of the corn. And the other half look like they're cousins. Oh, a couple of ladies in there as well. Uh just a group of people who you only hope never procreate. What? I'm sorry. I didn't I, I, I didn't know we weren't telling each other the truth these days. Sorry. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I think it's important for Bernie Sanders to know uh who it is uh that uh he uh he supports when he talks about the idea of pauses or ceasefires. I think it's important to note uh, for, for Bernie to see exactly uh, what is happening when this group of people walks in and says, uh, you know, the problem is Israel. The problem is Israel. The issue is Israel. Everything is Israel. I think it's important for him to see that all those democratic socialists that he has been lying to for years... I think it's important that he knows that as he has kind of built them uh, with, with his lies and kind of encouraged them with, with his lies. This is what you get. This is what you get. I hope they get so angry uh, that uh, that he gets voted out of office. That would be, that would be good. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hate, kids, a tremendous amount, but. There's also a new Beatles song. I think it's good. I think it's better than most things put out now. Is that, is that indicative of my age? I don't know. We'll play it. We'll find out. This is Tony Katz Today.